When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Iowa State football will wrap up season practices with a spring game for the first time since 2017. The game set for April 22nd at Jack Trice Stadium. Spring training baseball for the Cubs and White Sox. Today, Cubs take on the Rangers with Adrian Sampson on the mound. Lance Lynn goes for the White Sox against the Brewers. With this afternoon's deadline looming for teams to use the franchise tag, the Ravens continue negotiations with Lamar Jackson on a long-term deal. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We take you until 1 o'clock. Rob Dosterfield of 68. More college basketball conversation. Bottom of the hour. Doco Pizza. Serving authentic New York style pizza. Featuring delicious dough made in-house every single day. Freshly shredded mozzarella cheese. Check them out. 24th University in the heart of the Drake neighborhood. Doco Pizza. They sponsor our guest Adam Emenecker. Part of that 2008 NCAA bound Drake Bulldog team. And you've got company, Adam Emenecker. Is this year's group was going to uh, join you as the last team to uh, last Drake team to head over there uh, and did it in resounding fashion. There was no drama whatsoever on Sunday, Adam. You know, and that is that is my favorite type <laughs> right. of game. Yeah. And you know, I, I I was talking to Trent off air really quickly, and man, just just still kind of a buzz from that game, especially after Drake falls at Bradley to yeah. close the regular season. And to be honest, came out just a little bit flat in that game, but just a dominant performance all three days in Arch Madness, but especially culminating in the championship. This Drake team is, is hitting on all cylinders and looks really, really good against one of the best defenses in the country. Well, you've dealt with the layover yourself, and that layover is pretty significant. I mean, we see, yeah. obviously, the teams that are playing all the way up until Sunday, and then the brackets come out that evening, and away you go. How about that layoff? What's it like having that much time after the grind of the season that you go through, playing in the MVC, having that much time off? How difficult was that? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, Trent. And I think that's that's part of what you're seeing that you're you're going to hear more about these guys dealing with. It's kind of a catch-22 because on, on the on the positive front, it gives you a little time to get healthy and heal, especially after playing three games in three days. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, that, especially for the guys that are the 25-year-olds, that really wears on you. <laughs> yeah. But by the, on the other side of that, it does get you out of your rhythm. And, and part of what I remember – probably took a day or two off Monday and Tuesday. You take a couple of days off just to rest up, but then getting back when, when we were practicing, having to practice and run more full court stuff. Mm. And I was getting on a treadmill almost every day just to get a little bit of a additional cardio in 
from a coaching standpoint, you're so careful. You don't want to have an injury in practice that a guy sprains an ankle and is out for the NCAA tournament, right? But at the same time, you want to stay sharp. And probably about the first, gosh, six or eight minutes of that NCAA tournament game, I remember just my legs feeling like jello. It took a little bit of time to get back into the flow, get back into the pace that you've just become so accustomed to after a couple of months playing twice a week in conference play. Interesting. Uh, you know, back to back to Sunday for just a minute, and then I do want to pick your brain on, on more of the experience. It fascinates me. Um, you know, uh, DeVries was DeVries, especially on Sunday. He was terrific. I, I just I keep coming back to Tarnell Brody. The whole tournament yeah. that he had, uh, the month of February that he had, uh, he's really found, uh, he's found, I don't know if it's his game or whatever, if you want to use that phrase, but boy, oh boy, he's played well down the stretch, Adam. Yeah, well, what I think what I think you see that he's really come into his own for is he knows how he can make an impact. And, you know, just like a lot of players, when they know they can make an impact, it doesn't happen every game. But with Darnell Brody, you look at that semifinal against SIU, against Southern Illinois, I thought that was a great example of how his out his impact was just outside even the numbers. And so 10 points, 17 rebounds. 17 rebounds. Yeah. And I thought his impact was even greater than that just in terms of his defensive presence in the paint. And every time a shot went up, it felt like Darnell Brody's big cause were the ones grabbing it. And then even in the championship, well, well two things stand out. 12.9 rebounds again. It, it's his defensive presence. But, yeah, the three at the <laughs> yeah, end of the game, awesome. the celebration <laughs> yes. was priceless. But not only not only his teammates, but him in his own right, right? He was yeah. in, in the moment. That was that was really good. That's the first three he's taken all year, they said. I didn't realize that. I'm not surprised, but just adds to the story. It adds to the story, absolutely. And sometimes when things are going right, you know, every, everything kind of goes in. But back to your point, Ken, I mean, I, I think with Darnell Brody, when you're his size and you're his skill level, especially when you're playing sometimes a smaller man's game, it can be difficult to make that consistent impact, to bring the consistent type of effort. But the impact that he's having on this game, the anchor on the back end of the, of the mm-hmm. defense, clearing the ball and rebounding, even if he's not the one that creates fast-break opportunities, him rebounding the basketball, kicking it out, that's part of what allows that primary and secondary break that Drake is so good at offensively. And a lot of it starts with Darnell Brody rebounding on the defensive side. You know, and, and one more nugget I'd throw into his time in St. Louis. He had four fouls over the three days. I mean, think mm-hmm. about that. That's remarkable out of him. That, that is that is highly that, – that's just different than what we've, we've, right. what we've come to expect, right? Yep. And when you're that big, a lot of times, you know, you just – you kind of get into fouls. Either if you're a little bit out of position, you're a little bit slow to react, and sometimes your size just predicates that you're going to create more contact. But I think that's indicative of two things, Ken. One, smart play on his part, right? Mm-hmm. Make sure, making sure he maximizes the time on the floor. But also, man, it was pretty physical down there watching those games. And I, I thought the officials did a pretty good job both ways uh, across all three games that, uh, that Drake played and pretty much across the whole weekend. But it was pretty physical. They were letting the play out there. Take us back to Tampa 2008 and the experience, walking out on the blue floor with the NCAA local. <laughs> I remember Corver yeah. making such a big... Adam, do you remember this? The, the blue carpet Trent's talking about? <laughs> remember Corver was leading up to it, couldn't wait to walk on the blue carpet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. Unreal. Sorry, I'm pretty sure one of those blue carpets may have uh, bet, made yeah. its way back to Des Moines. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, won't, I, can't, I won't say anything else, and I don't want to implicate anybody, but I'm pretty sure one of those blue carpets was lighter uh-huh. uh, from the arena. But, yeah, you know, it's just 
I think part of it is the fanfare of the whole experience is just at another level, right? I mean, we were fortunate at that time that we had a, a fair amount of fans coming to our games and a fair amount of interest in the community and media members like Ken that were harassing us all the time. <laughs> all the time. But I think when you, when you go to something that's that level, not only the converging of fan bases, but you also get, you know, there are people in the hotel that are just waiting there kind of to see you mm-hmm. and to see players, to talk to them. And uh, it, it, it just it brings it to a whole other level. And then having the open practices. The open practice yep. was fun. Getting an opportunity, fans just could come in and, and watch the team for whatever it was, 25, 30 minutes. And so going through the experience, it was, uh, it was truly, truly unique. And to that point, you know, it's silly things like walking on the blue carpet, seeing the logo that you've seen on TV so many years. And this is just what, when you grow up playing basketball, this is what this is why this is what you're building toward. Even if you don't necessarily know it explicitly, it's going to be a heck of experience the second time around for a lot of these guys. But a heck of an experience for this group. Well, we've seen this group make the NCAA tournament. It was the weird year, though, of 2021. Now a chance of, I guess, a real tournament, if you will. What would a yeah. Sweet 16 yeah. mean for Drake mm. basketball and for this program going forward? Well, I mean, the, the the impact that a Sweet 16 can have is immeasurable. I mean, look at look at what it did for Loyola going to the Final Four a few years ago. Loyola was a program. Loyola Chicago was a program that wasn't really known as a basketball school when they entered the Valley, and now has has catapulted itself into the national conversation year after year after year. And they they've struggled this year, obviously. But you know, you think about schools like Gonzaga. You think about schools like Creighton. When they build their programs, it started with being a 12 seed, being a 13 seed, entering the NCAA tournament, and you win the first round game and you have an upset, or you win maybe two, and, and to that point, trying to get to the Sweet 16. Though that that's the type of building block that takes your program from something that does something nice every once in a while to really cementing yourself in the national conversation. The exposure that means from a recruiting standpoint too is huge, and so. I think every win you get, every day you play, is just it's another opportunity to build a longer-term legacy. And for Coach Darren DeVries in, in year five, he's done a great job getting started, having the building blocks in place for it, and the Sweet 16 would just be another jump, a big jump in the right direction. Mm. You know, you can blame Mike Mahon on uh, the availability that he, the, the access that he uh, gave to, uh, well, to the program that I was part of at the time. We had Keno every Saturday. Oh, it, was, it was such great uh, access. Mahon was terrific, and I know you work with him uh, in your TV role now uh, throughout the season yep. as well. So, Selection Sunday, you guys ended up as the five seed. Um, what what was kind of the conversation leading up to it? Do, do, do the team? Do you guys as a team? Was it bantering back and forth? We're going here. We're going to end up there. This is the seed we're going to be. What was that like? You know, Ken. To be honest, I have no idea. Like, I'm not even sure we talked about. I, I don't think we knew where the potential places we could go would be. I don't think we had any idea where the games are hosted until we figured out where we we're going. You know, there was some talk for us. I think we were probably top. 18 top 20 in the country at that time. We were looking at maybe a four or five seed on one of those two lines, but it's a smaller school and from the Missouri Valley, even though the Missouri Valley was often a multiple bid league at that time, there's only a one bid league or most likely going to be a one bid league that year, even though Illinois state, I think still got robbed. And so mm-hmm. for, for us, it was, it was trying to, you know, it was a new experience for all of us. First time we'd went through it, but it, it was just, 
you know, kind of letting things come as they did. We weren't really talking about seeding. And it was weird practicing without having any team specific to plan for. We didn't know, are we supposed to plan for a press? Are we supposed to plan mm-hmm. for somebody that's big and physical? What, what type of style are we going to have to learn how to play? And so I, I think there was, uh, there was a lot of excitement knowing that we're going to learn our destination soon, but it's kind of la- lasting over the course of not only that first week, but the second week, man, that felt like a long time. And, and Ken, I'm pretty sure you were there maybe for our selection show as well. There was a, there was a heck of a crowd at the Nat Center mm-hmm. filled up pretty much one whole section, yep. which was really, really fun. And it was cool to go through that experience and not only learn who we were going to play and where we were going to go, which we learned a lot more about in the coming days, but also just to be able to have that level of engagement and interaction with the fans and kind of share that with the people who've been uh, cheering us on all the way along. Uh, Mahan just sent me a text and said to remind you there wasn't just local media. You were you were a multi appearances on Jim Rome show. So oh, wow. Rome loved you too, Eminecker. <laughs> well, that's uh, blame Mahan for right. all of that. You know, it was the, the uh, we we were so lucky, guys. And Ken, you were a part of this too. But we were so lucky to just be able to capture mm-hmm. a time where the interest level was high. Yep. And there were a lot of people that were pulling for our team. And you know, honestly. I feel in so many corollaries with this group and the number of people that have reached out to me in the last few days, the last week, that are not only pulling for this team but watching and rooting for them, there's a, there's a little groundswell of support, mm-hmm. which has been awesome as an alum to be able to experience and just so happy for these guys and looking forward to seeing them show out in the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. If you would have got to that Sweet 16, it would have been UCLA with Kevin Love and mm, Russell Westbrook mm, mm, waiting for you guys there. Geez, yeah. If you would have got there. Of yeah. course, San Diego pulled the upset yep. against UConn in that bracket. Wild time and, and big opportunity. So, what other question I've always had? After it ends, do you just have to f- jump on the charter flight? And I think they went home? on a boat. Didn't you guys go on a boat trip or something? Well, so, I'll tell you. The, the, after it ends, it was a little, it's a little hazy, the memory is. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, there's, there's a couple of reasons for that, obviously, just the heightened emotions. But, you know, I remember getting beat on a buzzer beater and standing about six inches away from the guy who made the shot. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching the ball go in and then watching the celebration around me. And, you know, you just, you kind of feel like you're frozen in time. Then we go back to the locker room, and the winning team does the media first. Mm -hmm. And so we're sitting outside of the media room. There were a few of us waiting uh, to go spend 25 or 30 minutes and get asked questions in front of a room full of, I don't know, 50, 75 people, maybe 75 media members. Mm -hmm. And so you're sitting there, and you're answering questions. And then we go back to the locker room, and we finally hear from Coach. And, you know, we're kind of sitting there and packing up. And I just remember – being very emotional and crying in the locker room and getting hugs from your teammates and can't believe it's all over. And then we leave the arena, we leave the gym, uh, and you're right, Ken, yeah, we, we were fortunate enough to go on a boat, but I remember almost zero of mm. that experience other than just sitting in silence and kind of staring off into space. You, you can't believe the ride is done, right, that you're mm. never going to play college basketball again and that your career is over. And then we flew out. Uh, then we flew out on a on a charter the next day. So as much build up as there is, man, as soon as it's yeah. over, that is an immediate step. The finality of it all. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Adam Emenecker, great stuff. Adam, uh, grab you next Tuesday. We will know their opponent. Um, 
Probably a 12 seed, maybe a chance at 11 seed, but they are NCAA tournament bound. Uh, great stuff. Adam, thank you. You'll be with Heather and Sean on Thursday. Uh, more with Adam Emmenecker uh, coming up uh, Thursday afternoon. Adam, thanks for doing this. Appreciate going down memory lane and talking about this group as well. Thank you, Adam. Anytime. Can't wait to see what's coming next. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's another great year. I'd love to see the continued momentum. Thanks, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Adam Emenecker, part of that 2007-2008 team, and with us every single Tuesday uh, throughout the, uh, well, the January and February. Doco Pizza, they are famous for their authentic hand-tossed New York-style pizza, 24th in University in the Drake neighborhood. And they're coming soon. The Prairie Trail in Ankeny. Up by your neck of the woods. By my neck of the woods. But uh, it's not a very long trip from 2141 Grand to get there. In fact, I'll be getting there right after work. Oh, are you? Yeah, I love it. Just love it. In fact, I'm ordering right now. Miller and Condon, back with Rob Doster, Field of 68. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. In Ankeny. When you bet the college hoops action in March, you want to bet where the pros bet. With Circus Sports. Get all the benefits of the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips with the Circa Sports app. Experience high limits, low holds, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. Download your new bookie today and bet like a pro from anywhere in Iowa. Don't miss any of the March action. Visit CircaSports.com for details. Must be 21 and present in the state of Iowa to place wagers. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call the Radio app now. Owned by Dr. Macy Dealman, Elite Eye Care in Waukee, and the Eye Company in Ankeny. Dr. Dealman. Many people deal with dry eye. If our eyes do not produce enough tears or the right quality of tears, dry eye develops. Elite Eye Care specializes in treatment of dry eye. More advanced dry eye may be due to inflammation of the skin and can be treated with IPL or intense pulse light, which improves quality of the tear film and reduces discomfort from dry eye. Stop by and see myself, Macy Dieleman, or the rest of our doctors at Elite Eye Care in Waukee or the eye company. If you own a house, You've got a huge asset, and everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, if you sell your home instead of renting it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset and stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to Renner'sWarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. Renner's Warehouse. You can't buy happiness, but you can rent it. Every sunrise offers new opportunities to dream big or to take that next small step. Every sunrise is another chance to build on the one before or to start with a clean slate. Because sunrise is tomorrow's promise made real. And Grinnell Mutual is tomorrow's promise protected. Trust in tomorrow and contact a Grinnell Mutual A Shop Austeds. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. 
12.30 on a Tuesday. More college basketball conversation. Rob Doster was on ESPN this time yesterday, or during our show yesterday. Still find some time for us little guys in Des Moines. <laughs> and uh, Rob Doster, Field of 68, joins us. Hello, Doster, Trent, and Ken. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. I'm doing great. How are we doing? Everything good? Yeah, good? things are good. Things are good. We appreciate you finding time for us here, Robin. No, it's a very busy time of the year for you and uh, your cohorts over there, Goodman and company. Uh, your breakdown well, of the Big Ten and the Big 12 was posted so uh, last night, so I want to get that in before we go any further. What's on your mind? Yeah. Well, Trent told me that you guys needed help figuring out Iowa and Iowa State. <laughs> Full-time so job. Just, you know what? Let me, uh, let me get on here. Let me come explain it to them, and let's see if we can all work it out, because I want some answers, too. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we got to discuss about those teams. Well, let's start with Iowa State, who maybe righted their ship, Rob, uh, with a win over Baylor. Uh, Caleb, Caleb Grill no longer part of the team. They looked like a, a different basketball team in a lot of ways. Maybe that uh, weight lifted off their shoulders, but they went into Waco and, and, and just crushed them, quite frankly. Um, that team seemingly was going the wrong way. Does one win turn it around? So I, I'm, I think Iowa State's the team that I'm most fascinated to to watch uh, over the course of the conference tournament weeks because part of me is like, you know what, that game didn't mean anything for Baylor. It meant everything for Iowa State. They were playing on senior night, um, and there's just uh, there's very different motivations when it comes to games that really have no meaning. So I can kind of understand why people would be like, yeah, you know what, it's just. It was one of those nights. It didn't mean anything to Baylor. It just is what it is. But my take is that Iowa State is a team that needs to win by doing all of the things that are just so cliche when it comes to talking about college basketball. They need great chemistry. They need great communication. They need to have a great culture. All of those buzzwords that coaches love to kind of talk about, like that's what Iowa State does. You know, this is not a team that has 17 NBA guys on the roster. This is not a team that's got a bunch of pros and a bunch of All-Americans and a bunch of one-and-dones. Like, they got a bunch of guys that are kind of 23, 24 years old that are lunch pail guys that are going to go out there, do the job that they're supposed to do, do it well because the sum of the parts, uh, the, the whole is better than the sum of the parts. And when you have one part in there that just isn't letting it reach its ceiling, it's kind of messing up the, the chemistry, it's kind of messing up the locker room, that can really change – and impact a team that is built the way that this Iowa State program and team is built under TJ. So I think that uh, this was a situation where it's addition by subtraction, and I think that it's going to be very interesting to see what this program does. Because you know you know those Cyclone fans are going to show up in Kansas City, mm-hmm. right? Like that's going to be – there's going to be a lot of Kansas fans there. There's probably going to be a lot of Kansas State fans there, but those Cyclone fans, they are going to show up, especially if Iowa State wins a game and they can get to the semifinals. So that's – that's the team that I'm kind of looking at for the Big 12 tournament where I'm like, I, I really want to see what they can be because they might be bad. Like, it might just, they might have just started the year really well and caught Baylor on a good day. But, I mean, the, the defense is no joke. And if Gabe Kalsher is making shots and, and um, you know, that's that, that, there's a reason why they started as well as they started to the season. And it's because that's a good basketball team. So I'm curious to see if they're back to it. Doster, there's a theory out there, and we hear this from time to time in different conferences. Just get out of league play, and everything's going to be okay. Okay, the grind that was the Big 12 this year, 1 through 10, just an incredible conference. Do you subscribe to that theory that the Big 12 is going to have a really good NCAA tournament once they get away from each other and stop beating each other up? 
Oh, man, it, it's so hard. Because on the one hand, like, yes, I think they are going to have a good tournament. On the other hand, like, so much of that is predicated on matchups and, uh, like, a one-game one uh, sample size is not, like, a good way to determine who's the best team. You know, there's the, 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 there's there's a reason why they play a seven-game series to try to determine who the best, season, best team is in the NBA. Um, that said, I do think for uh, Iowa State specifically, getting out of the league is going to be uh, impactful for them because they play like, like no middle defense, right? And they play one of the more exaggerated uh, no middle defenses that you're going to see in that conference. And everybody in the Big 12 kind of runs. So everybody in the Big 12 is kind of aware of how to operate against it. And you don't see a ton of it anywhere else in the country. And I do think that as they get to some of these other teams that aren't used to playing against, so like that's not an easy thing to go up against. Uh, it's, it's something where you can kind of catch things by surprise, especially if it's the second game of the weekend where you only have like one day to prep for it. It's very easy to show it on tape, and it's very easy to go up against it when you have your walk-ons and your practice team run. Uh, it's different when you're going up against a team that has been running this defense for, for two seasons now. So uh, I, I do think that if, if it all comes together for Iowa State, like they're a team that still has a chance to, to win a game or two. Um, when it comes to March. And I would not be surprised to see them pull off an upset in the NCAA tournament. So let's go to Iowa, who had a really nice win uh, uh, a week ago tonight uh, in Assembly Hall. They just pounded Indiana. Nebraska comes to town. Iowa wins the game. They get the double bye. They're the two seed in the Big Ten tournament. Nebraska sweeps the season series, and and the Hawks have to play out of the five spots. So where are you on Iowa? I mean, where is anybody on this Iowa team, right? Mm-hmm. They're one of those teams that um, on the nights when they put up 95 points and they can put up 95 points, they're going to be able to hang with anybody, literally anybody in the country. You know, I don't think that there's another team that could have pulled off the comeback that they pulled off against Michigan State. Down by 13 with a minute 34 seconds left, you have to be a ridiculously good three-point shooting team to be able to do what they did coming back in that, back in that game. At the same time, you know, there's a reason why they lost to Eastern Illinois. There's a reason why they got swept by Nebraska. There's a reason why they're sitting here at 19 and 12 and 11 or 9 in a Big Ten that is just so meh and so average that it hurts me to actually sit there and look at the bracket and have no idea what's going to end up happening. And the, the good thing about Iowa is that they do something at an absolutely elite level. They score and that is run off. Uh, the question is, are they going to be good enough defensively for a one-game sample size, for a two-game sample size, for a whatever-game sample size to be able to win enough to uh, to make a run either in, in the Big Ten tournament or in the NCAA tournament? And who knows? We've been asking that same question about this group for years and uh, hasn't necessarily paid off. So I don't feel great about Iowa, but uh, I just I don't think that there's a, there, there's a non-zero percent chance that they just catch absolute fire, hit 17 threes in the first round, then hit 15 threes in the second round, and then they wake up and they're in the Sweet 16. Like, that could absolutely happen. It is absolutely within the realm of possibility for this Fran McCaffrey team because they, they're just so lethal on the end of the floor. Doster, there's been a lot of buzz out there about the possibility of Fran McCaffrey taking one last job, and that being Notre Dame, where he was an assistant for over a decade, met his wife there, and maybe going home, if you will, for one final time. Are you hearing any buzz inside the industry about Fran possibly lo- looking to to leave and, and take the Notre Dame job? And secondly, is Notre Dame willing to take Fran with all the baggage that comes along with him? 
what is this baggage that you speak of? Uh, just being a little silly on the sidelines. Just a little silly. <laughs> um, I mean, I think he'd be a good fit in Notre Dame just from a basketball perspective, right? Like, you get into the ACC, uh, which is a league that is a little, mm. I think you could say a little bit more, um, I don't know if even top-heavy is the right word, but it, you're you're less likely to finish with the number of losses that he's finished with the last couple of years because the bottom of that conference is just so egregiously bad and, and frankly, unacceptably bad for what the ACC should be. Um, but that is, like, that's, that would be my biggest question about that fit, right? Like, there's a certain standard uh, that comes with being the head coach for any sport at Notre Dame. And I don't know, I don't know how big of a fan they would be of that kind of sideline behavior and sideline demeanor. But you also, if you hire him, one, he's a, he's a really, really damn good coach. You know, it's not a mistake that the team uh, is always ends up being good with guys that you don't expect to necessarily be that good. Like, there's a reason why Keegan Murray became an All-American, or Luca Garza became a pro, and then a player of the year, and why Chris Murray is doing what he's doing right now, and, um, and why you've seen all these guys, like, just kind of grow and develop and, and become really good basketball players. Like, because he can coach offense, you know? And, and uh, I mean, this is off topic, but... Uh, my man needs to go find himself a defensive coordinator. Yes, like, he does. I found myself a defensive coordinator. Like, go get someone that can can institute like some kind of defensive principles and have some kind of defensive scheme. And you know, maybe you'll actually uh, get to a, a, a Sweet Sixteen or Elite Eight or a Final Four or something. All right, my lord. But uh, I, I mean, from a basketball perspective, yes, I just that's the one thing I keep coming back to. And then, yes, I've heard quite a bit of that scuttle as well. Is the the demeanor and the way that, North, that, that Notre Dame is going to carry themselves. And I just, I don't know if that's a great fit for him, but man, he's such a good basketball coach when it comes to, to developing guys and getting guys to, uh, to be, to, to basically be NBA players that aren't NBA players. Who is the, in your mind, the most vulnerable one or two C? We know Clark's injury for UCLA. I saw your comments on that. A field of 68. I was disappointed in you just because I have a big ticket on UCLA, and I hope you're wrong. Uh, but is there a one or a two that you think is, um, is, is destined for an early exit? Maybe doesn't make it out of the first weekend. You know, it's funny. Um, I think that you can make the argument that every single one of the one and two seeds are <laughs> – going to be at some level of risk. Um, I just don't think there's that big of a gap between the one seeds and the eight seeds or the two seeds and the seven seeds. You know, like I think Michigan State is is probably good enough to be able to pick somebody off. And, you know, I think Duke right now, we have them protected as a seven seed. I think they can go out and find a way to win two games in the NCAA tournament. You know, if you play uh, Memphis, who is kind of in that eight, nine seed range, like they're probably going to have the best point guard on the floor. What do you need at the end of the day when it comes to winning in March? You need point guard play. So um, I think all of uh, all of these teams are a little bit susceptible, but I would probably say the one that, that I'm worried about the most uh, is Arizona, and that's just a, a strictly matchup thing, right? They want to play two bigs. And we see over and over and over again, it's difficult yeah. to win while you play two bigs uh, in the tournament setting. So I'm just kind of worried about them defensively, but um, – uh, yeah, everybody, everybody, literally anybody can lose at any point in this tournament. I'm not going to be like, oh my word, I cannot believe that. Just happened. Yeah, I can believe anything can happen. I, I'm right there with you. I, there could be 35, 40 teams that could win four games and get to a Final Four. But how many can win the national championship? Win six. We thought that number was huge through different parts of the season. But winning six, 
It's got to be a special type of team, regardless of you know the way the college basketball is. How deep is that list for you? Yeah, probably about twelve deep. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't. I would not be shocked to see any of the one seeds or two seeds make a run. A little bit more surprised now because of the Jalen Clark injury with UCLA, but mm-hmm. you know, that's still a team. Got a coach that's been to a Final Four. Got a defensive anchor. Got a really good point guard. Got a guy in Jaime Hockey that can get you a bucket. So you know, I wouldn't be that shocked for any of them. Um, I'm still on the Indiana bandwagon. I think they can make a run. UConn is going to be a really, really dangerous team. Uh, don't count out Marquette, uh, you know, one of the best offenses in the country. We're, no one is talking at all about Gonzaga. It feels like they're flying mm-hmm. on the radar right now. How about Miami with the guards that they have? Like, would you be shocked to see them win six in a row? I wouldn't be that surprised to see them win six in a row. Uh, Kentucky's kind of figured it out a little bit. Duke has figured it out a little bit. Uh, Creighton is really, really, really good when you know their five guys are all kind of playing. So there's, it's going to be. I'm probably not allowed to curse on this this show, so I'm not going to say what I want to say. But it's going to be a, a, a wild show. I think that's the best way to phrase it. I have a pretty good idea where you were headed when you were <laughs> going the other way. <laughs> Rob Dosterfield is 68. So you will you be at the Final Four? You certainly had a great time in New Orleans last year. I'm assuming the show's headed on the road again. Yeah, I'm going to be at the Big East Tournament leaving on Thursday, staying at home for the first weekend because, you know, just sitting on the couch and having the four screens going and being able to watch everything is, uh, that's just the best experience those first two days. I don't want to, I don't want to be somewhere locked in where I can't watch every single game. Second weekend, we're heading to Vegas. How about nice. that, Trent? I know, I know mm-hmm. you're a fan of that. Where are you uh, staying? Where are you staying? Do you know? We are staying uh, at, at Circa. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Of course, yeah. I'll I'll be there. I'll uh, I'll introduce myself. Yeah, do it. Come up. Come yeah. hang out. We'll be doing live shows there Thursday through Sunday. Perfect. At the That's stadium awesome. swim. How about that? Yeah, you Love can't it. beat it. You can't beat it. Good stuff. Uh, Rob Doster, Field of sixty eight. If you're a college basketball fan, it's a must follow. They have live content. What time do you guys start on a daily basis? Seemingly, I mean, it's early evening, right? Nine ish. You get going with your live stuff, maybe a little later. Do, do we end? Do we ever end? That's the bigger <laughs> question. Does it ever stop? No, we uh, eleven o'clock Eastern time is when After Dark goes live. Good stuff, Rob Doster. Thanks for doing this, Rob. We appreciate it. Good to talk to you again. Always a pleasure, guys. Good catching up, and you better come say hello. I will. I'll be there. I will be offended, and I will take it out on Trent if you don't. <laughs> I will be there. I'll come see. You. I'll find you. Thanks, Doster. See you, bud. Good to talk to you. Well, good choice, too. Yes, he is. Why go anywhere else, right? Why go anywhere else? Stadium swim, they'll be up there. What what the weather's going to I'm not going outside. I'm just sitting inside. What? You're not going to go out there? I'll I'll check it out. I've got to show the family around. That's right. That long escalator. I know we talk a lot about folks. Yes, they are a big sponsor. Full disclosure. (laughs) Um, If they weren't, We'd say the same things. We did. And initially, did before. That's when true. they were coming to the state. Yep. We were excited about it before we even partnered up with them. It is worth every single, it just, the experience. Mm-hmm. They do it. It is first class all the way. Yep. Then you get all the goofiness also of downtown Fremont. <laughs> and there's, you if you like to door. watch people. Uh-huh. Oh, man, that's such a blast. Miller and Condon, Trent's Plays of the Day. They're sponsored by... Shockingly enough, Circa. Uh, when uh, we come back, he will have those coming off a 3-0 and day, trying to build on it. Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Today.
If you're thinking of incorporating or setting up an Iowa LLC, zoom right past LegalZoom and work with Rush Niggett, a Brick Gentry PC. He's set up an affordable online small business package that helps you decide whether to form a limited liability company LLC or a corporation. With Rush Niggett's help, it's easy to form your new small business. Rush Niggett, a business lawyer with Brick Gentry Law PC. Go to RushOnBusiness.com. It's good to have Rush. The time is now to schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. Do it around the big college basketball tournament in March, that great golf tournament in Augusta, Georgia, or, fingers crossed, MLB opening day. The Urology Center of Iowa offers no scalpel vasectomies. And now for your follow-up checkup, you don't even have to go back to the office. Post-procedure, send it in. Set up your vasectomy appointment at 515-400-3550. That's 400 400- 3550 or online Iowa URL. Tuner the employer. When you bet the college hoops action in March, you want to bet where the pros bet with Circus Sports. Get all the benefits of the world's largest sports book right at your fingertips with the Circus Sports app. Experience high limits, low holds, tight money line splits, and the best customer service. Download your new bookie today and bet like a pro from anywhere in Iowa. Don't miss any of the March action. Visit CircusSports.com for details. Must be 21 and present in the state of Iowa to place wagers. If you or someone you know needs gambling treatment, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. All right, final couple of minutes here on a Tuesday. Murph and Andy coming up in seven minutes. The drive with Heather and Sean. Take you home today from 3 until 6. He was 3-0 and yesterday. He won't have any picks tomorrow. Trent's off calling high school basketball on the Bull. 96.9, an all-day affair for him. We'll take it solo. So let's leave him. With some winners. Well, and maybe you can, I can send along my picks if oh, there's anything jumping okay. out. Maybe if we I'd be happy to pass streak, them on. Yes, yeah, we definitely got to do that if we continue. We got a six-pack here tonight. Six-pack of your favorites. Here we go. In fact, one tipping off, as you said, seven minutes. Let's late with Georgia Tech. Florida State lost season in the ACC opener. I'm going to take the Ramblin' Wreck minus the two against Florida State. Tonight, College of Charleston playing for an NCAA tournament bid. If they lose, are they out? We'll see. The Seahawks, UNC Wilmington. They're going to give them a run tonight. Grab the 10 with UNC Wilmington. Back on the trade again with two teams I played yesterday. We're going right back to Montana. We'll lay it tonight as they lay five against Northern Arizona and New Orleans. We're jumping on with the privateers again. They're getting seven and a half against Northwestern State. Late night tonight, let's go with Stephen F. Austin. They're laying just two in the WAC Conference Tournament. Uh, Also going to jump aboard with Gonzaga this evening. They're a two and a half point pick against St. Mary's. And there it is. Those are the six pack of picks. What time did the Zags game tip last night? Do you know? Was it 10.30, 10.45? Oh, yeah. It was, it was late. I mean, I, I got over there late in the first half, and it was 11.20 probably, Jeez. and the first half was still going. So, Yeah, it was late. Well, well 8 o'clock tip-off tonight. Uh, well, uh, good luck tomorrow down Thank at you. the well. You'll save your voice. Well, we're Got a lot of games it. to call. Uh, Murph and Andy coming up in six minutes. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I weekdays from 11 to 1 on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 K.